What up, geeks, fanboys, fangirls, and otakus from Japan? Welcome to another edition of the Talking Pop. It's the podcast where we talk about pop culture news, such as movies, video games, TV, and more. And some, and every time something new comes to the table, point live from the lair of the pop culture geek. I am the franchise, and also join me is my brother Biko. How's it going? Mm, not too bad. I'm tired, but other than that, I'm here. Yeah, sorry guys, it's been a while. This is like episode 12 of the podcast. Um, it's been a while because, of course, if you know, today's topic will be about the Avengers Infinity War. Of course, we wanted to give everybody enough time to go to theaters to catch it. To catch it. And of course, right now, we're going through a bunch of stuff right now because eventually we're, the layer is about to change in a few weeks. So, want to get this out there before we start being busy with our lives and try to get, you know, everything going. But that... Um, we're going to warn you guys, this is going to be a spoiler-filled review of The Avengers Infinity War. So yeah, we're going to spoil a lot of plots. So if you guys have not seen the film at all, watch the film and then come back and listen to this review. Because like I said, we're going to have a lot of spoilers. And pretty much give you guys our theories of, you know, based on a reaction from watching the film itself. And of course, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe moving forward. I mean, this was a sub-event that's been 10 years in the making since Iron Man came out first in 2008. And of course, in Avengers 2012, after the first cuts, at the uh, in the credits scene, we saw Thanos making his short cameo of debut. But of course, Avengers Infinity War marked the debut of Thanos in his full glory. Who was played by Josh Brolin, who of course is playing Cable and Deadpool 2 coming out this Friday. So we're going to go ahead and dive deep right into Avengers Infinity War. Like I said, this is the Avengers 3, so pretty much this is part of Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like I said, it's 10 years in the making. And pretty much... Um, Pretty much the main cast is the back. I mean, there was a few omissions, but I'm guessing because there was a big star-studded cast, they couldn't get certain characters from supporting roles from other films. But they tried to manage to get some supporting characters. Of course, you got the Avengers, you know, Chris Hensworth as Thor, Chris Evans as Captain America, Robert Andrews back as Tony Stark, Iron Man. Of course, you got Mark Ruffalo's back as Bruce Banner and the Hulk, Scarlett Johansson as the Black Widow, <coughs> Elizabeth Olsen as... Scarlet Witch, and of course you got Paul Bettany playing The Vision. And of course you got Tom Holland from Spider-Man, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, um, Chris Pratt as Star-Lord, Dave Bautista as Drax, Bradley Cooper as the voice of Rocket Raccoon, Teenage Group played by Vin Diesel, and Zoe Zaldana played by playing the role of Gamora, of course who's um, the daughter of Thanos. So, um... Go ahead and I'll jump right deep into the plot. Um, like I said, it pretty much starts off where, I mean, a little bit after Thor Ragnarok. So if you've seen Thor Ragnarok, that's where the film starts. Basically, you know, if you remember Thor Ragnarok, you saw Thor and that's Guardians who survived the attack by Hela escape on a ship, making its way possibly to War Earth. And, of course, you see at a point that Thanos and his children, the Black Order, go and attack. And pretty much it gives us pretty much, spoiler alert, the first few deaths, first few deaths in the set in the cinematic universe, and the first one being um, Hamdal, who pretty much is uh, Idris Elba's exit from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Apparently, his contract is up, and there's indication that he's not coming back for any more sequels. <laughs> um, but at least you know he came back fighting. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we we get a lot of deaths in in the movie, and obviously, whatever characters you that you kind of hold dear to yourself um don't worry 
it doesn't like oh for instance Heimdall yeah Heimdall is important to the storyline more or less the Thor movies but he as far as Minor goes I'm not surprised I mean if you love Idris Elba and anything he does by all means go ahead and cry about it but eh, it's just like it's cool it, it sucks seeing a character like that leave because he was a god and he's the gatekeeper of of uh of Asgard but at the end of the day it's like huh you know, okay it's like all right he made his run uh and and then it's like if we're gonna spoil more it's fine like as as the characters go down they, we really like my brother said we really do see uh thanos and all his might and he just starts going and cleaning house just to get each infinity stone i mean we we open up the movie as we see that he destroy like completely destroys the the ship leaving with nothing with our with um asgardians and thor and loki kind of taking all the asgardians leaving if you did see um was a thor ragnarok right? yeah it was thor if ragnarok. you see if you've seen thor ragnarok then you kind of understand how the opening scene in infinity four kind of plays out um as they leave uh asgard because it's getting attacked by thor's sister um i can't remember her name but uh, it was Hella. Hella, yeah, and and so you see, we kind of pick up for that. If you haven't seen Ragnarok, then by all means, I would see it just to get a little more information on how why we even open up to uh, Thor getting his ass kicked, <laughs> and and it's just it's a ride from there, man. Yeah, because pretty much um, Thanos already has the Power Stone, so he has one stone already mm-hmm. that he acquired, and of course, um, of course, Idris Elba. Um, that was good. And the big question is too. Um, also, um, the also the one that also dies too. Spoiler alert! If you're a big fan of this actor, Tom Hiddleston, of course Loki ends up dying. Um, it kind of sucks because people were hoping, oh, maybe Loki's gonna have a bigger role in here too. Yeah. But remember, Loki back in Avengers 2012, <coughs> it was Thanos who sent him to Earth, and people don't realize that he got sent by Thanos to Earth to get the Tesseract, and pretty much bring like the Chitari, and the Chitari was under Thanos's order. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. It's like, obviously, of course, yeah. you know what happened. Avengers kind of prevailing that time, and um, and of course, Loki. If you remember, like I said, it's also dating back to Thor Ragnarok. He picked up the Tesseract before they left they escaped Asgard, and pretty much um, that has the Space Stone pretty much inside, and of course, Space Stone's kind of like a teleportation kind of. Yeah. So, um, pretty much, uh, he has on his and his. In this person, um, pretty much uh, Thor is being tortured by Thanos, so like, using a power stone. But the point is driving Loki like insane, like, you know, I'm evil, but at the same time, this is my brother. He's about to, you know, get killed by Thanos. What should I do? Do a heroic act. So he's trying to do his last great monologue speech. Because, of course, that's how Loki was well-known in these movies, is giving great monologues. And, um, of course, setting up for the Hulk to make his appearance. And of course, that didn't work because Hulk got his ass kicked. Yeah, it was just. Uh, I mean, I think the movie kind of gives I've, the gives the theme of <laughs> concern. This is Thanos' story, and so I think it's gonna. What really shocks, um, what really shocks the public, the viewers seeing it, I think, is just seeing our heroes become so helpless to this one guy who they know of, right, through the encounter between Thor and and Hulk and Loki being there. And they just, they, they you know, it's like Earth's Mightiest Avengers, yes. They're they just like, okay, it's just another guy, we can take care of this foe. And then they don't, and then 
I think that's what really was the punch factor throughout the movie, and which I think everybody who watched it kind of leaving the, the theater was just like, holy shit, what a movie. And I think one of it is just because of how he just fucking... He just takes care of everyone, and and if you know the source material, it does help uh, coming into it because it does give you an advantage into understanding just just knowing and seeing how the story's playing out so far. And uh, I think with with the separation of each hero at this point, it's kind of like we kind of see them regroup again, just to to regroup just to face Thanos. And so I think it's like a mixture of. Uh, Avengers one, and Avengers uh, and Avengers one, and then mixing it with this one, how they're just like they have their differences again, but they're all coming back to fight this force again, and and it's like seeing the heroes get beat up, and and like their plan not playing into fruition the first time around, it was like holy shit. So it's definitely like it's, it has that anti-hero aspect to it, but it is definitely a Thanos movie. Yeah, um, and of course, um. Hulk tries, gets his ass kicked, and uh, Loki pretty much tries to fiend loyalty to Thanos by offering the Tesseract. It's in because at this point Thanos is like torturing um, Thor with the pretty much with the Power Stone, mm-hmm. and to the point Loki's like, wait, you know, like I said, he gives out his monologue and then gives him the Tesseract. And of course, um, th- and then he tries to stab Thanos, so Loki does have some good in him. He tries to stab him, like backstab him. Doesn't work. Um, Loki ends up getting his neck crushed. So that says goodbye to Loki. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see for now. I mean, we got till next year. But of course, Hamdal, using his last breath, ends up sending the Hulk to using the bin. The Bifrost sends him down to Earth, and of course, Thor apparently survives the explosion afterwards. People, thought, oh, Thor's going to die too. But of course, we don't know yet till later on. Of course, Hulk crashes to New York City. Ends up crashing to the the home of uh, Doctor Strange and Wong. Yeah. Of course, in Bruce Banner. And of course, uh, they do meet with Tony Stark. So, they end up getting contact with Tony Stark. And, of course, you know, Banner being gone for so many years. For, like, what, two years? Yeah, I mean... It was two or three years he was gone. I'm not sure. I think they said yeah, that he was gone for, like, two years. It, it was... I mean, there's a significant amount of time that passes by because it's like seems three years. Like, I think he was gone. Like everyone seems as if they haven't. Yeah, when they come across each other, they just it's like it's been a long time. And and I mean, even since Civil War and seeing, even though that was a Captain America movie, it definitely felt like an Avengers movie. So I kind of threw that into the mix because I don't know, it is what it is. But it seemed like there was a lot of time that passed by since these people kind of regrouped. Uh, and then so seeing the Hulk kind of come down into Strange's, in Strange's lair kind of deal is just kind of, it's a nice little tie-in because we're just, they don't waste time into kind of making them build some sort of camaraderie at first. It's like they all kind of get the mission right off the bat, which is nice because they don't waste time doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we then lead to Tony Stark. Um, visiting Doctor Strange. Visiting Doctor Strange because he goes and regroups with Bruce Banner, and then, then, and then Bruce Banner lets him in on telling him that Thanos is coming and all For that the shit. Mind Stone and the because time stone. Yeah, because he has the because he has Vision, the Mind Stone. Vision has the Mind Stone, which they have to look for him. And, and Strange then, has the Time Stone, yeah. which is the Ayagamoto. Yeah, and so like now they just gotta they gotta make sure that they have somebody watching over the Vision, and then Doctor Strange is the sole keeper of the Time Stone, so he's always had it under his possession. So then, 
we see the heroes trying to track down Vision, and, and then we accuse us to, what is it, isn't it Stockholm? I believe. Um, yeah, pretty yeah. much what happens was uh, Banner's like, oh, you should, like, uh, call Captain America or something. He tells, like, to call Captain America, and the problem was pretty much um, Banner's not aware of what happened because, remember, he was not around. He was in space during the Civil War, so he doesn't know that, you know, Captain America's on the run. He's no longer Captain America. He's a nomad. You know, man, yeah. Along with Black Widow and, of course, um, Falcon and Scarlet Witch and Vision are pretty much hiding somewhere, so they're basically in Stockholm right now. So the the, the conflict of separation from Civil War kind of carries on, and they still wanted to play that storyline. But the, that little rift between Tony and, and uh, Steve Rogers. So we kind of see that he's a little hesitant to reach out to him like that, but he does have his number still that he can contact as if it was like a red line alert. Just in case something um, happens. So then we see, it, it cuts it back to, to Vision and and, Black, and uh, Scarlet Witch. They're together because they have some little lovey-dovey romance that they, they play up in this one at least. Uh, and so we kind of see them, but then we see, we first meet... Yeah, maybe well, more. we don't first meet them, but... We we see Thanos is basically his, his children, uh, the Black his, uh, Black Order. Um, yeah, personally, we, the first two that attack are Ebony Maul and Call Obsidian. Pretty much, um, they're New York, so because they follow the they track down the Time Stone. And of course, you see Peter Parker riding the bus. You see Peter Parker on the bus. Of course, so it's got to take some time after Homecoming. Then you see his best friend, pretty much like being a distraction while. He has to go do his thing, and it's kind of cool. Like a good shot of uh, Peter Parker going inside the bus, putting on his Spider-Man mask, and then eventually he goes and um joins the fight. Joins the fight. Um, pretty much had him going into space, and then um, I think Call Obsidian gets like sent. Uh, they, they have a great fight at Pi Central Park, and then to the point that Doctor Strange pretty much sends uh, Call Obsidian to a different part of the world. Yeah. Well, um, pretty much they go after Ebony Maw, who pretty much kidnapped the Doctor because he has the Time Stone. Yeah, and it's funny because like you would think Thanos is one of the obviously the, the head honcho, but just chilling, they just yeah. even struggle fighting his Black Order, and because they're just as power, they're not just as powerful, but they're very powerful beings in their own right, and so and then we we do get a lot more action from the Vision this time around because he actually gets to demonstrate his powers more than he did in Ultron. I think if you did like that movie, if not, cool. Uh, and so we do get to see him demonstrate that, and especially the Scarlet Witch. She does show more powers as well, a little more control. And we do see her kind of really exemplify the the, the strength she has in her powers instead of just kind of what we mediocrely got in the Age of Ultron. Um, and then somewhat of Civil War, right? But we see them struggle with that, and, and now everyone's kind of... The whole central plot is now they're just finding the... They're trying to rally around the stones because Thanos is not wasting any time. Not collecting them, yeah. Yes, so the movie's pacing is just... It's pretty on spot. Like It, it does really feel like a comic. So the way it moves around, uh, we're kind of... It seems like it's all over the place in the beginning, but no, it, it finds its pacing rather quickly, even within the hour. So I think that's what helps the movie a lot. So... We see them travel back to even what they go back to New York. Oh, uh, they're in New York, and then pretty much um, once they go out to the ship, um, and uh, pretty much uh, Stark um, gets uh, gives Peter the Iron Spider suit. So we get to see the Iron Spider suit in the action, and they go after. I think Tony gets the suit and goes after Strange, who's kidnapped by Ebony Maul. Mm-hmm. And of course, Peter ends up hanging along, even though Tony oh, warned yeah, Peter pop, that, "Hey, ship, don't follow yeah. me! Don't follow me! You need to go back!" You know. 
Yeah, Tony's still kind of treating, he's still treating um, Peter Parker like a, you know, just a second-rate Avenger. He doesn't want him, because he's still a kid, and he knows. But then it's, and obviously all Peter Parker wants to do is prove himself to be part of the Avengers. And so he does see that the kid does have it in him. And so <laughs> he makes him an honorary Avenger right there and there on the enemy yeah, spaceship after they, uh, after they, what is it, don't they knock his ass out at many more? I think they did not because they, they do something to him, but yeah, because my Peter's like, they anybody's ever seen aliens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, like, they trick him and he they he they open up a hole into the ship and he gets sucked out into space, and so they're leading the ship back to um, <laughs> I believe back to Thanos's lair. Yeah, because that's what they think they're gonna attack him. And of course, we cut to the Guardians who pretty mm-hmm. much um, pick up Thor. They find Thor and floating in space after the Asgardian ship blows up, so he does survive. And then that that's when we introduce their bunch, and then they come across him, and then they, they kind of get to know each and other. And then Drax with the, his literal, like, pretty much his personality, like, this guy's a handsome man. And then Quill's like, and handsome too, like, this man's clearly built, like, and then of course Quill's being the jealous type on being, because of course you know Quill has feelings for Gamora. He shows, hey, I'm, I'm, still a, I'm still a good guy. Like, yeah, so we get like a... And then we got Teenage Groot, which is hilarious. Yeah, we get like a little feel for both of the, the, the comedic chops of those movies, especially with Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy. They're just, they're more of the... Well, I mean, the third Thor movie like that was definitely more comedic this time around. It's like, it felt like you know, while I was watching The Office, but with superheroes, even though it wasn't that... I don't think it was the most hilarious movie, but it does have its comedic traps. And then we have Guardians of the Galaxy, which is kind of like watching a just a comedy, an action comedy, and and so they kind of mix the their two worlds together. And so they they all have that central mission of going to against Thanos, even though Gamora has an even more connection because she was he basically adopted Gamora back in when he attacked her home planet and ravaged the whole sit the whole planet and village. And so, he's, Gamora has her own fight to deal with this, and we get, we get a background of, of the whole, we get her, a quick little background on Gamora and why she's so tied to Thanos, which, like we said, it was a Thanos type movie, so we, there's always, they've always have to provide an Achilles heel for such a strong character, such a strong antagonist like Thanos is. So pretty much uh, after that, like the group, the owner, Coward with Thor, and pretty much, um... The, the group splits up, you know, Thor, Rocket, and Teenage Groot end up going to, uh, they never hear, I mean, sorry, my pronunciation is, like, kind of off. Um, they go there to Fortune Web and replace Mjolnir, um, while Star-Lord, Gamora, and Drax, and man, is trying to worry because the Collector has the Reality Stone. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they have to go, they have to go to the Collector's freaking place to, to go get that stone, and, uh, when they get there, it's a little too late. Thanos is already there, fucking have his hands all over the collector. And pretty much, and then, of course, like my birthday, it goes back to Earth, and pretty much he got Vision and one that are pretty much living, living in Scotland, and pretty much, um... Stockholm. Yeah, I said Scotland, I don't know if it was Stockholm or... Is this Scotland? I think it was Scotland. No, it's Stockholm, dude. I'm pretty sure it's Stockholm. I don't know, Plot here says it was Scotland, I'm oh, guessing. That's weird, whatever. No, I'll, we'll look at it again if you have to go see the movie, and, um... And pretty much, you know, they're in the streets, and they're all talking about running, and pretty much, um, that. then, of course, two of the children of Proxima, Mignite, and Corvus Glaive of the Black Order end up, like, trying to get the Mind Stone, of course, um, Rogers, uh, Sam Wilson, and Natasha end up, like, intercepting them, and pretty much, um, yeah, going to Avengers Headquarters in upstate New York to meet with, the. Uh, 
Brody, who pretty much can walk now. Yeah, he's good. He's got like like implants on the side to help him walking. And of course, um, you see a little cameo by um, William Hurt, who's th- who play who's back as Thunderbolt Ross. And of course, you know, with the whole Sokovia Core thing, you know, kind of like you know, they're still pushing it. And of course, you know, with this attack going on and stuff, you know, the government's trying to trying to take up Captain America or something. And of course, Brody being Brody. You know, defends him and pretty much that cuts him off, which was kind of cool. And of course, it only cuts back, cuts back to Thanos and ship. And of course, Maul's torturing Strange, which was the weirdest, creepiest torture. Like all those needles and stuff, that was like freaking crazy. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like ultimate acupuncture. It's just a lot of like once everybody kind of gets through their own minor conflict and they start joining together, we we get thrown in the mix with everybody involved. And then they end up going to Wakanda because Steve Ro- uh, Steve Rogers still has connection with Bucky, which Bucky's with the Black Panther because he lands he's in Wakanda. If you stick but, around for the after credits stuff, of Civil War and pretty much, um, so he kind of he gets them back to a hundred percent with using the Wakandan technology and the vibranium, and then and then at this point, once they get into the black into the Wakanda land, and and we get introduced back to Black Panther, which is the most recent movie, so I think that would be the most fresh on people's minds. It kind of mm-hmm. does help with their just how successful that one was. And so we once they get there, we finally get into the grittiness of the movie um, because obviously it. it it paces itself like a Star Wars movie, right? It gives us a lot of exposition. And then once they all join the groups together, then it starts, like, really, really going fast. Because within that, within that first hour, it was just not, it was a lot of exposition, a lot of uh, people just kind of culminating their own plots into it. So it doesn't seem as clunky as you would think. And then you have, like, two battles. So pretty much the battle with Wakanda, then you get the battle on the planet Titan, which was Thanos' home world, which got, you know, pretty much devastated. Yeah, yeah. And where's Thanos, you know, pretty much Tony Stark, Strange, and all them um, meet up with, like, Drax. Uh, and, of course, you know, Gamora gets captured from nowhere. You know, Thanos has been capturing Gamora, or Gamora pretty much to save Peter. She ends up going with them to this planet, and pretty much, uh, because they're trying to get the Soul Stone, of course, they run into the Keeper. Oh, Stone, who ends up being Red Skull. Mm-hmm. Pretty much gives you an idea of what happened to Red Skull because remember Captain America First Avenger with the Tesseract, the, the space thing pretty much has the power of teleportation. Pretty much as Pi shows how he ended up there. And of course, you get the whole humanity moment from Thanos like, you know, don't achieve to get the Soul Stone is you have to have a sacrifice. That's something, something you have to lose something close to you. And, of course, Kamara's laughing at first. They're saying, oh, Thanos doesn't have anybody. He doesn't care for anyone. Doesn't care for anyone. But, of course, you know, he does. So you get that human side of Thanos. Like, you know, I really want to do this. And, you know, it sucks that he, the, what, how he has to get the stone. So he ends up pushing off Gamora. Push her off a cliff and she ends up dying. And that was the sole sacrifice he w- he needed to do to get the soul stone, in which we do see he does get it. So that leaves him with, I believe, it was three stones. Three stones, right? Yeah, yeah, because the only ones that are left are the time stone and the mind. Isn't the mind one? Yeah, vision has. Yes. Mm-hmm. So since there are separations and parties, the battle of Wakanda has the has the group of heroes that are protecting the vision. Because um, Wanda's trying to find a way to extract, like Shuri's yeah, trying to extract the stone from Vision because Vision came up with the plan if if they can remove the stone from Vision, then Wanda has the power to destroy it. 
Mm-hmm. And well, they're trying to remove it without killing him. While killing shit. him, yeah. For, at first, yeah. Some sort of fragment. And then, so we have the group of heroes protecting him there in Wakanda, which is a big battle because they're just sending goon after goon. And then the, the Black Order's there, too. And then Thanos is on his home planet fighting uh, Tony Stark's Spider-Man, the Guardians of the Galaxy. And, of course, you get Thanos and, uh, talking Star about... Strange. You see have a talk between Tony Stark and... And pretty much... And, um... Thanos, and pretty much Thanos kind of gives, like, why he's doing this one. Yeah, just a lot of philosophical... A lot of philosophical points on humanity's existence and just the world and how we live. Like, different inhabitants, yeah. Yeah, and... And so we do get to see the purpose that Thanos has, Thanos has, and and like I said, for the antagonist, there's always got to be an Achilles heel, and it was definitely him having to sacrifice Gamora, his adoptive child that he took into his wing. So we see that that sort of little weakness, but then he is still, you know, his purpose is stronger than anything. It's like pretty much the society, like, they're wasting too many resources. Like, the best way to solve is just to balance out the universe by wiping possibly half of the universe. 50% of the universe and rebuilding. Mm -hmm. Because he he knew the society that was awful, that that were just the worst things that happened in the world. And I I kind of agree with... I I agree with him. So, there's... There's a lot of subliminals into this movie that's great. I like how they throw in a lot of stuff, but I, the separation of the two battles are great. So now we we definitely see they they keep it they keep going back and forth um, between both time between both worlds so they can show what's actually happening. And then it's just there's just so many. It, it was and then freaking Star Lord. Like the oh panel. yeah, there's yeah there's a they come up with a strategy to, to fucking take the glove beat. off. Yeah, take the gauntlet and, off. Oh. And they do a good job. They almost had it. And then fucking, of course, uh, Star-Lord, uh, Peter Quill has to freaking have a, a human a human moment because he, his, uh, his relationship and love for Gamora and their, and their strong relationship together. And he finds out what Thanos has, had done because he was asking, that's what his thing was, where's Gamora? And they saw that he had the Soul Stone in his possession and, and he sees that he kills her. And so now Peter Quill has a moment of human, uh, I guess, human apathy and, and just completely fucks up the plan. They were very close. And then uh, you just like if you're just sitting there in the theater, you got to be pissed to fuck off because it's like, oh, man, it's so close. But we already knew that there was going to be more to the movie. So, of course, strange, you know, to protect everybody because so I got took up a lot of damage from this one hit oh yeah they're all they were just all of them they tried their best to even with it was like maybe what seven of them mm-hmm. now so with just the seven of them they were just no they were just fucking he was fucking them up either way and he was fucking up tony a lot to where his suit was and he made he was the mach 5 i can't remember what it's called but it's a badass suit he makes and so we even see tony in and then, you know, Doctor Strange, she felt he did the right thing. He had to give up the stone just to protect everybody. Which kind of sucks because now that, you know, Thanos has the time stone now, now he was able to travel. And this time he travels back to Earth, basically. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're doing an awful job of paraphrasing this movie because obviously there's bits and pieces and we're jumping around. But the main thing is that, like, like you said, this is a Thanos movie. So it's not, you gotta, like, the, the heroes are. Are taking a back seat. They're not the main. No, not they're the not main the main plot. Which I, th- I believe after seeing this movie, it's gonna be the focus is gonna go back to the superheroes from the next one. 
Uh, but we had to get Thanos' full story here because it's like he was the enemy we're all fucking... It was all leading up to it regardless. So then you, and then you see these connections once once the bigger battles take place towards the end of the movie. And then, of course, um, we have to go shift gears to Thor because, like I said, he rocket and grew up traveling to... Um, oh, yeah, for the, the cool weapon he... And then he you came across Peter back. Dinklage, who, of course, was rumored to be in the movie. Ends up being one of the elves and, you know, one of the forgers. And it kind of sucks because he was the one that designed, and he kind of reveals that he ended up designing the the Infinity Gauntlet. The Gauntlet, yeah. But it sucks because Thanos gave him a deal that. But the problem was Thanos pretty much killed everybody. Yeah, he just conned them into giving him the the Infinity Gauntlet. And pretty much killed everybody. He was the only one left, and they shut the star basically. And he put he like pretty much put iron in his hand so he can never build for anybody else. Yeah. And of course, um, Thor ends up, you know. Building the Stormbreaker was called because apparently it was a weapon that can actually kill Thanos. Yeah, he needed a new axe. He didn't have any weapons anyways. He needed a new, ha- uh, he needed a new weapon made from the from that star from the gods. And so, what well, was a cool sequence though? I kind of enjoyed that sequence. Yeah, we do. So we do see Thor come back, and he ends up joining the battle in Wakanda with him and uh, Rocket and, uh, and Rocket, Groot. yeah, and Groot. So they come back and join that Wakanda inside of the battle, and, and they definitely are like the cavalry, kind of like the scene in, if you've seen the Lord of the Rings, uh, when Gandalf comes with, t- with the riders of uh, Ronan, or Rohan, and um, the white light and all that stuff. So yeah. it's like, it's kind of like that. So we get, you get, um, you get to see kind of his glory as a god, and he comes through and shows his might again with this new Stormbreaker. So we're getting a lot of nods to sort of the the modern takes on the characters now. If you follow the comics storylines, it's 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 all joined together. Um, and so we're left with the main the main battles because the Wakanda battle is one thing, but the main battle is the one that's on on Thanos's home planet. And we see the hero struggle, and like we had mentioned, that the Chris Pratt has that moment of fucking human connection, and he gets mad with the Gamora, and so we were that close to getting the. They were really close to getting the gauntlet off of his arm, off of Thanos's fist, because uh, he was his mind was getting. Oh, who? The, what the hell are they doing? They didn't they like? He did a spell on him on his head or some shit, because he was he was getting tugged in all places. Remember, because he was... Oh, what's his name? The girl, Mantis. Mantis is on top of Thanos' head. Oh, yeah, Mantis she's tried she's fucking to, up yeah. his head with her powers. And that's when they took advantage and trying to get the gauntlet off. And then yeah. really close, Spider-Man's on top of his fist, just pulling it off. And that's when Chris Pratt punches Thanos with all his, with his fucking anger because he finds out Gamora dies. And then that's when he snaps out of it and gets Mantis out. And that's when we see that he fucking gets out of it and he beats everyone up. And then... It's like, what the fuck, Chris Pratt? He did it again. And so it's like, he ends up being successful in his plight, and he gets the final... And, of and he was basically, a, he he had to force, uh, yes, force Doctor Strange. To give him the stone, yeah. Give him the time stone, because he... Uh, it was either that, or he kills um, Tony Stark. And, and so he gives him that, and he has a con- four stones, and he has control of reality, so... Reality, time, power... Oh, it's just, he's soul. way too powerful as it is, and then he just... Yes, I'm going to Earth, everyone. and of course, um... To the point, Vision ends up escaping, and then, and of course, they get to the woods, and then pretty much... Pretty much the Black Lord gets taken out. Yeah, they, they're, yeah. They all get taken out one by one. 
in a dramatic fashion. Um, it was really kind of cool how they took them all out. And, of course, you said Okoye. You have her and uh, Black Widow teaming up. And, of course, Okoye makes the funniest line because Scarlet Witch finally joins. He's like, how come you had her back there? And like, she should have been out here. And then, of course, uh, you had Jabari, Umbaku from the Jabari tribe. Looking hilarious. Yeah, it was cool. Like they- Same most of the characters from the Black Panther movie. Like I said, they try to keep kind of key, like, under cat, like, supporting cast members. It was actually kind of cool. And then, of course, uh, Prince T'Challa, King T'Challa was there. So it's kind of, you know, his suit and everything. And then Shuri, you know, tried to hold out her own. Yeah. Or it's no Hulk. Which we'll yeah. get to. We'll get to the final thing. We'll get to that part with all our theories and stuff. And of course, uh, leads to Thanos finally arriving on Earth, and pretty much he he's going looking for the Mind Stone, and you know to try to hold him off. And then um, one that was Vision told one that you have to destroy the stone. Yeah. And choice. So pretty much, uh, you know, Sky Witch comes up. This is her big moment. She ends up holding off Thanos while at the same time destroying the stone. Cormac's conviction with the palm is. Thanos having the time stone actually brings oh, Vision yeah. back or to take the stone from him. Mm-hmm. Now he has all five, which kind of sucks. Of course, you know, see Rogers, all of them try their best to fight off Thanos, and a point, you know, Thor finally comes, uses the weapon, but misses the key point. He ends up getting Thanos in the chest instead of his head. And of course, Thanos does the famous. Snaps his fingers. Snaps his fingers, and they go, and... You see the stone kind of, like, the gauntlet kind of, like, crumble a little yeah, bit? Yeah, it was, like, he... It, it, it looked like a crushed-up piece of paper, the way he fucking snapped his fingers, which I think it just messed up the space-time continuum. And then we see it flip and flash, and that's what, like, oh, it's... The memes are everywhere by this point. Yeah, if I mean, you haven't seen the memes for this, it's like, there's so many memes now based yeah. on the scene. So, like, 50... Obviously, like, he has stated before, 50% of the world, he, that was his the whole universe, plan. Yeah. And he... He does it. He snaps it... With the snap of his finger, 50% of the universe is disintegrated. Like, as if it never existed. So that's... And when we see everything start disintegrating, we see even heroes get disintegrated. And, um... Well, I guess this would be a good segue for our theories. Uh... The so we see a lot of the different heroes getting disintegrated. Well, yeah, we'll get to those. Um, pretty much cut that, and pretty much Thanos disappears. Thor's like tells Thanos like, "What did you do?" And then Thor, uh, Thanos disappears. Then it cuts to him just pretty much, you know, in this other planet, just relaxing. Yeah, he's in what I like to believe. I think it's the Soul World for sure because he still sees little Gamora. So oh yeah, he sees. Yeah. He's still having vision of. Um, he gets there and that was kind of cool. Little, he sees his daughter. Yeah. And he's like in some little, after that, he's like in some little oasis thing, just staring into the sea and the sun and some mountain ranges. But then, then yeah. And then it cuts to ends. the way, way credits. Um, then you see um, pretty much Nick Fury and Maria Hill make their appearance. They're in New York still. They're in New York. And then pretty much um, thanks to Thanos' thing, you know, people are disappearing. This is where we get to the theories. Of course, cuts to spoiler, guys. Um, this is leading to the... I'll say not the next movie, but next year's movie. Um, at least to the pager. He's up calling a pager, and pretty much um, it shows the familiar, if you're not a big fan of this character, shows the red and blue and the Star Wars logo of Captain Marvel. And of course, now it brings us to the next part of our portion, um, is the theories. I would say that one of the theories will have to be, the, my theory was in the beginning of the movie, what happened to Valkyrie, Korg, and Meek. 
I don't really care about them. <laughs> well, Valkyrie, I mean, she did hurt off her own in Ragnarok, and yeah. of course, all meek and Korg was probably kind of like the fan favorite from that film. Yeah. But I'm thinking, my theory is probably, the good, like, I'm thinking, like, not all Asgardians died in that ship. I'm guessing during the attack, they probably had escape pods, so I'm assuming half of them got into escape pods and vanished to a different part. Who knows? Um, I mean, it doesn't say if they disappear, of course. Of course, the other thing was, where's Hawkeye and Ant-Man? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they briefly said in the film, you know, that they made deals with the government. So, maybe they mentioned, you know, Scott got a deal with the government and pretty much, um... Well, they they yeah. claimed this hiding, hiding with his family, basically. Well, those characters have families, so they ha- or they at least have kids, so they have to... They all go into witness protection programs and hiding... And so that's why it's like, why the fuck, why aren't they here? And those are the honestly the only two characters that, that we don't get. I but I, they're going to come out in the next one, obviously. Like, it wasn't no doubt about they won't come out. And then my thing was, too, was, okay, this kind of brings it to, you know, if you guys didn't pick up, you're disappearing, and you notice that if you guys didn't pick it up, that most of the ones that end up staying were the ones from the first phase. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them did. Like, not everybody survived. So, this is the list of people that disappeared. Um, we lost Mantis. Well, she's not first phase. Remember? No, no plan- I'm talking first phase. From, like, literally, like, the people from the Avengers movie. The yeah, I mean, movie. on Titan, the only one that survived was Tony and Nebula. Mm-hmm. I, forgot Ned, like, I forgot Nebula came to the fight. Yeah, Nebula. Nebula comes out. Yeah. So, the only two that survived on Titan and pretty much the ones that survived Wakanda were... Pretty much Steve Rogers, Scarlet um, Scar- Witch, right? No. Did she disappear? They don't even cue to her. It's so weird. Dude, it's literally the first people from the Avengers movie, the first Avengers movie. So it's it's Captain America, Black Widow, um, Iron Man, the Hulk, and Thor. Mm-hmm. Because we don't get Hawkeye. It's literally them. And then and then I'm pretty sure T'Challa's there, but like they don't... When everybody starts disappearing, they don't really flash too much. Even with the after credit scene with with Nick Fury and Maria Hill when they're in New York, Maria Hill disappears when Nick Fury's there before he disappears too. So it, it was literally the first Avengers that get out, which is also kind of contracts too. So it's like we're kind of getting little subtle hints. Um, and then brings us to what the heck happens to the Hulk? <laughs> yeah, and what pissed me off. Like, as from a character standpoint, is Bruce Banner only turns into the Hulk once, and that's in the beginning of the fight, and he loses to Thanos, and I think his Hulk ego gets so bruised after getting his ass kicked by Thanos that he doesn't... Bruce can't summon him, and he's having trouble throughout the whole movie, which they kind of use as a comedic ploy, because he can't fucking access the Hulk during the fight, so he's only in his iron, like, Hulk yeah, Buster he's in the Hulk Buster suit, yeah. The whole, the whole movie, which kind of sucks, because it's like, you have a fucking Hulk, and it would have helped a lot, but maybe it's just, we're waiting for the other movie. I mean, we gotta consider the fact that it's, it's the exposition movie to the big fucking battle before we even get something more from Marvel, but... Overall, I think the movie is just a fucking roller coaster ride of emotions because it's like, like I said earlier, is one of those things to where all of our fucking heroes are getting their asses kicked by this one dude, right? And they they all not that they take it lightly, but it didn't seem that way because we're so used to watching it. It's like we thought Ultron was this one fucking being, but no, not even close. And so it, it it's a lot of it's a lot of emotional. 
um, tugs on the on the heartstrings. And so with the disintegration of all our heroes, it, it's fucking tough to see because it's like, oh man, we get introduced to all these characters and they disappear, and and it leaves uh, it leaves everybody in awe because it's like that movie. Since the movie is such a roller coaster like that. We get and we end with we end with the cliffhanger of just Thanos sitting there in his little paradise that he's created for himself with the flip of uh, with the snap of a finger, and we're like, what the fuck? So we have no idea, which is nice because it like for a two what is it like two hours? Not like a two hour and a half movie. Yeah, for a two hour and a half movie, it kind of goes by fast. Honestly, the fucking previews were the only the, the, the only thing that pissed me off with that is the Hulk thing and the previews because there's so many fucking previews for us for awful movies. There's a lot of awful shit coming out during the summer, guys. So definitely pick your poison. Um, and not when it comes to Marvel, but when it comes to like oh god, I don't I don't even want to go into that. But overall, the movie was pretty great. Uh, it's definitely, if we're gonna have a list of the best Avengers movies, uh, that has to be number one over the first one all day. Just, and it's not really an Avengers movie, it's more of a Thanos movie with Avengers characters, and we get to see them all together. Uh, but I thought it was freaking, it was pretty fun, a fun-ass movie. I think they did a great job with, uh, giving everybody their props, uh, getting their, everybody their screen time, making sure that each of each other's conflicts within their plots kind of align together in, in the sequence of events shows. Uh, and we get to see Thanos in his full glory. So, like, we definitely get to see his his inner struggles uh, that kind of go inside with his purpose of world domin- world world universe change, universal change, and... We see he does have an Achilles heel in Gamora. We, we, we get, we, each character does have its more diverse. They have their little diverse complexes, even with that struggle that remains between Captain America and Tony. Like we still see it. And then we see Tony and Doctor Strange having their ego battles because they're both very similar in their wise Alec sarcastic charm that they carry. Um, and of course, uh, I think the one scene that kind of hit me hardest was when Peter was being disintegrated, like, you know, it hurt. Oh, yeah, they took their little sweet time with that one. <laughs> Which kind of hurts me, of course, we're like, dude, we finally got Spider-Man. And now he's already fucking disappearing. Yeah, he disappeared. Yeah, it was just a phase one there staying. Uh, and I think... I'm just fucking excited for this other one, because we've got to see what it plays out, or even for, yeah, two and a half hour movie, man, it's a fucking ride. And of course now, it's like, I mean, they feel, apparently they filmed Avengers 4 back-to-back, and they started filming more scenes, but apparently, there's rumors, there's like a few set photos right now, that might, might involve some time travel, because, I guess it was a screenshot, saw a few screenshots of uh, Captain America and his old suit from Avengers 1. So my and Thor wearing the long hair, so I'm assuming there's like some flashback scenes. Oh. And um but that's I mean that movie won't be on until next year and of course this kinda leads us to the next movie, which will be um Ant Man and the Wasp, which is coming out in July. Woo. July sixth. So it's pretty much gonna take place apparently according to the synopsis here, it's gonna take place between Captain America Civil War and it's probably gonna be before Infinity War ever happens, so I mean, I saw the latest trailer for it, and pretty much, you know, it shows Scott Lang pretty much in custody, protected custody, makes a deal with the government, and pretty much, you know, gets to be with his daughter, and pretty much um, Hank Pym, and, you know, hope that he ends up helping help develop the, the wasp suit that, you know, 
Scott could be by himself and when he's like a partner now to help him out. Oh yeah, it, man, and oh god, I just it does it does suck that we don't really see him or uh, him or Hawkeye in the movie. But it's cool because we have a lot to we have a lot of Marvel movies to look forward to coming out this year. Even with well, that's this year, right, Hank? Yeah, we got yeah. Man the Watch this year, and then next year will be Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel yeah, in right. March, and then of course Infinity War. Um, not Infinity War, Avengers Four will be out in May. And after that, of course, um, you got the Spider-Man sequel also. And, of course, uh, Guardians won't come out till 2020, I believe. Oh, man. Which I, I don't I don't personally know why they're doing another one, but, eh, why not? But overall, I enjoyed the movie. I mean, you know, 10 years of waiting for this uh, universe to culminate in this one event, I was actually really satisfied with the film, the way how it was played out and the plot and how giving Thanos, honestly, it was great, like, you know, getting to know Thanos. Yeah. Because reading the comics, you're like, oh, this Thanos is an awesome. evil guy. But yeah. He has some great storylines. And pretty much, you know, try, you know, pretty much get the human side of this character, you know, this villain, you know, the reason why, his motivation behind it, you know, pretty much trying to balance out the universe, you know, people, like how we're doing art, and it kind of relates to how we're doing right now, you know, wasting resources, you know, and... You know, with, you know, hunger and all that. Greed, just greed. terrible evil, evil within our world. And and it's very prominent. And if you haven't gotten up to it yet, I suggest you fucking open your mind. Because we're living, we're seeing it in a lot of movies. Um, even fucking Avatar, right? If we're going to go back that far. Even fucking Avatar wasn't telling any other different story than what we saw Dancing with Wolves or Apocalypto. It's just all, it's all coming around like... Art reflects life, right? And we're seeing subliminal things. And, and a company like Disney, I mean, I would hope that they always held true to what Walt Disney wanted in the sense that he always wanted to show and bring a bright spot into what the world that we live in and how society is so fucked. And we're seeing it here. And, and I think that's, we saw it within Thanos' true purpose of why he wanted to change the world because he knew it. It's like, it's terrible. Humans were the, honestly, the worst thing that's ever happened to this earth. So, like, it's crazy to to see that in our in our Marvel movies, right? And we're seeing it in our Star Wars. And of course, movies too. seeing these heroes, you know, yeah. you know, all these heroes are powerful; they can overcome. But seeing them, like, hey, they're just people like us, you know. They'll struggle. They're still humans. They're still human. You know, they're not always going to win. Like, they're not going to win a battle every single time. You know, they have to deal with loss, which kind of gives you that you know human side of these heroes. Because I mean. Yeah, I mean they had these moments in the comics, but seeing it on live screen is nice. Yeah, it's nice because you can you relate to them, of course. I mean the actors did a really great job. You know the dialogue, the chemistry between the characters. You know it really kind of helped. Fucking Russos, man. The Russo brothers, man, they did a phenomenal job. I mean with Winter Soldier, what to me was one of the good Captain America movies. No, it's probably the best, dude. Winter Soldier, yeah, that was definitely the best. Such a fucking good ass movie in general. And of course, they did Civil War, which actually came out good. And of course, they got the, they had the job of doing both the. And another thing I wanted to point out too, they had the little knob with Banner and Scarlet Witch. I mean, um, Black Widow, because you know how Age of Ultron they had the little romance thing between. Oh the, yeah, that's right. Little Hulk and Banner. Um, kind of see it there, but of course, it, it didn't really touch it too much. Uh, and of course, Rooster Brothers didn't interview the saying that was a Josh reading this season to put it in there. Oh yeah. And of course, James Gunn did do some producing for the film too, so he got he had some of his input in there also. The Guardians and stuff, how to handle them and stuff. Of course, Teenage Group. Um, one thing he ended up disappearing. Of course, Rocket has that you know sad moment, and of course you hear Groot sing "I Am Groot," but 
I think the Russo brothers said it at the end. He ended up saying "dad" to uh, Rocket. Oh, because you know, grew that time he was a teenager, and of course, he had him playing like Defender or. Yeah, he was playing the current defender. Thing. He was like, "Oh, I am Groot." Like, no, like, whoa, language, whoa. And like, of course, Groot's a teenager, so it was kind of hilarious yeah, in that part. It was one of the funny things I kind of like. Of course, um, Drax uh, always has funny moments because you know he always speaks literally. He's in, and of course, there's this one scene, and you see Gomorrah's empirical talking, having into a moment. All you hear is like a chips or something crumbling, and Drax is like, "I am invisible. I am master the art of invisibility." And no, people are like, we see you right there. He's like, and then Drax with the pair of chips, like, I perfected it. And he's like going real slow with the pair of chips, he starts crunching it. And Gamora's like, come on! And like, so seeing that, him and Mantis, the banter between him and Mantis. Yeah. And of course, like I said, it was, it was a good film. I didn't, I didn't find anything wrong with it, to be honest with you. I mean, I had to go with an open mind and, you know, look for these films and be ejecting and stuff, but honestly, I didn't find. Honestly, I didn't find anything wrong with the film. I mean, the score was fantastic. The film score was good. I mean, the writing, the dialogue was fantastic. You know, the sequences, the visual effects were really good. Of course, a lot of it was CG, but yeah, yeah. it all balanced out. So, I mean, you had the, you know, obviously the fighting scene, the fight, the battle in Wakanda was freaking phenomenal. It's pretty cool. That was a good battle. On, I mean, if I had to give my rating out of five stars, I would just give it a five out of five. Oh shit! Like I never give a full five out of five for any film we're even talking about. But honestly, this pretty much surpassed. You know, it's like I came to see this film. I had some high expectations, and pretty much this film kind of exceeded it. Hmm. I mean, I was looking for like the big, you know, big punch. Yeah. Like when I'm like, I want to see what Thanos does. Like when I was my expectation was how Thanos do it. Like how he's gonna get the stones, and what was the big, you know. Punch big blow to the Avengers, big blow to the Guardians, big blow to everybody. What was the big blow? And of course, it was with Thanos snapped his fingers, and pretty much half the universe disintegrated. And like I said, it was also it was a good nod to all the films, so that's what kind of kind of helped. We just had Gwyneth Paltrow make a short appearance as Pepper, and then pretty much I tried. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I try to put as much characters as he can because, like I said, it's a ten-year you know culmination. Ten-year fucking movie, yeah. I can't believe that shit. So, what would you give it? Um, I'd give it. See, five is a little stretch for me. Uh, I'll wait. So, I'll give it a four. And the only reason I I say a four, well, I'll say four and a half. Whatever, I'll be fucking weird. Four and a half because of the fucking previews. Uh, oh, the no, no, that's a, that's a dick move. I, for, no, for real, man, the previews were fucking terrible. There are so many movies that are showing us, and honestly, of all of them, maybe two movies I'd, I'd honestly go see, and then even within those two movies, I'd just wait till they go on Netflix. But, like, as far as the movie goes, it's only because I didn't see Ant-Man or, or Hawkeye. Like, I didn't see, like, there was any other... Re- or, no, you know what? The thing I didn't like is... Uh, it's maybe just the Scarlet Witch. Oh, yeah, the Scarlet Witch thing with her not having an accent. Oh, yeah. I know it's within the Reddit shit, but why? Yeah, just the sequencing with that. Because, like, wh- what? She forgot that she was fucking... She doesn't have an accent anymore all of a sudden. It's back. We, we get Elizabeth Olsen. By, by all means, she's a great actress. Check out her indie stuff. It's good, some good films. But don't... 
Like, I, I just thought that was a little off to me. I was just like, I thought she had an accent. But, like, I didn't, I, I'm not going to be a dick and not know, I'm not going to be a hypocrite either. But I didn't notice that until I got into the Reddit forums after we saw the movie. Because I did not go on Reddit for anything until we saw this movie. And we waited about a week after to go see it. And even when we did see it, there were still people watching it. Or a good amount. So yeah. it was cool. But, like, that that threw me off. It's like, oh, shit, she didn't have an accent. That's so fucking weird. Not um, but those scenes with him and Vision, it's like I wanted to see Vision show more of his strength, but like he was just getting his ass kicked. So it's like for somebody who has the Mind Stone and the AI and all the tech for, that Tony Stark created for him, yeah, it, it was, was just a combination. Like, of all he time was getting his ass kicked by this random guy, like this random fucking Black Order dude. Who I mean, we don't get a lot of exposition for them, so I do actually. That would be a combination of why I gave it that because. Like, without, I, I personally have forgotten all about Thanos' storyline and his Black Order, so I would have never known the main characters. I just knew the Black Order. But I didn't know the names of them, so, they, and they didn't, they didn't really say it. They no. just, we just knew that they were his hench goons, and they went after they it. Were his so, kids, basically. so if they took the time to really, like, give them at least some sort of, some sort of foundation of exposition for them, then that'd be cool. Other than that, nah, man, this fucking movie's a ride, for what it's worth, so. If you haven't seen this, I'd be surprised, man. Like yeah, if you're a it's big in Marvel theaters fan, now. That's what I mean. It's yeah. really now. Check it out, guys. Because this is going to be on for another month. I don't even doubt month it. Month or two, yeah. Honestly, I mean, we're still waiting for Black Panther to be released on Blu-ray. I'm still waiting for that to come on. Yeah, Blu-ray. like holy shit, dude! I bet you, the, I bet you, Infinity War will come out before Black Panther does. So, like I said, definitely check out the Avengers: Infinity War. It's currently playing in theaters and IMAX. Definitely go see it. If you had not seen it already, definitely see it. Like I said, we got Ant-Man and the Wasp coming out in a few months. Woo. So we can't wait for that. That pretty much um, fills up our Marvel Cinematic Universe for the year. Well, we still, of course, yeah. if you're watching TV, um, if you're a big fan of TV, um, I think uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just got renewed for a shorter season. Woo. And then Gotham is going to be coming back for a fifth and final season. Apparently they teased that finally Bruce Wayne's become Batman. It's going to no, lead up with fun. Bruce Wayne finally becoming Batman. So they got renewed for their fifth and final season. Of course, um, of course, Luke Cage is coming out soon. We got Luke Cage coming out soon on Netflix. Yeah. We got the next season of Luke Cage, season two. Um, I still got to watch Jessica Jones season two and the Punisher series, so I got to watch those. And pretty much, um, this has been episode twelve of the Talking Pop. If you guys have any topics or something, you know, suggestions for me. And, be able to talk about. Um, pretty much, you can follow me on Twitter at the franchise eighty five. Use the hashtag talk pop if you want to tweet a question or even a topic for us to discuss. On um, the talking pop, you can follow it on Podbean. Podbean's pretty much like the YouTube podcast, from which it gives you an access to all different podcasts from around the world. Please subscribe to the podcast. We do this independently. We're not sponsored, so pretty much we put it out whenever we feel like it. Pretty much, um, I do a Facebook page, which is on um, Facebook dot com slash the franchise network on um, where I put the links to the podcast itself. And of course I do have a YouTube channel people. Um it's um youtube.com slash the franchise network where I do a vlog of pretty much in my day my life as the pop culture geek which pretty much I discuss, you know, what I'm doing in my life, you know, watching a new anime, going seeing a movie, you know, what what the next collectible I got or the next video game I'm playing. And of course I know my brother Biko is starting a YouTube channel soon. Um, if you want to talk about it before we leave, before we cut off. Oh, yeah, I kind of have a couple things in the works, um, but mine's more or less just music. Uh, it's always been something that's been important to me, and 
I think I'm in a better mental state these days to where now I'm finally getting the confidence I needed in myself to really back, brush back into music. And I'm starting a YouTube channel, so that's still in the works, guys, but I really would appreciate that. Uh, and I can just, I'll post links or what the case may be, but I'm, that's obviously still in the works. Uh, we're, like my brother had mentioned, we're moving the layers, so it's a matter of the headquarters, we'll say. Yeah, um, the layers gonna be changed, so, um. We're just, we're kind of getting our shit together, no pun intended, because literally we had to get our shit together. And then pretty much on what's gonna happen to the video, the, the vlog is I'm actually thinking of filming the podcast, so we're actually gonna film oh, the podcast. Cool. So you put not only will have the audio, but you have the you're also gonna have the liberty of watching it on YouTube. So that's something we're gonna be worrying the worst. We'll probably won't do that until we get to our new headquarters. Um, the next the podcast episode we'll be talking about is pretty much uh, music. Of course, I did mention this is a pop culture podcast, so we do talk, you know, movie not just movies and stuff, but pop culture. So we're gonna probably gonna probably for the next episode. Bobby or music. Yeah, know, like a nostalgic thing. Nostalgic up. music, like growing up, you know, what bands influence us, what music we grew up in the day. Pretty much, I'm you guys get to hear, like, it. what we were listening to through our childhood and what and, we grew up on. Yeah, and it's how it's finding a resurgence now with these kids coming out. And, like, obviously, I work in fashion, so, like, a lot of the 90s staples are coming back together. And, I'm, like, I'm... If you fuck, just take yourself down to fucking Urban Outfitters. You can just watch all the shit you probably wore when you're. If you were a kid in the nineties, you're seeing all the shit you probably wore as a kid or when the, or a teenager when that case may be back into Urban Outfitters and they overpriced the shit out of it, which I think is bullshit. But anyways, just go to the thrift store. Just be better about it. But other than that, yeah, it's gonna be like a nostalgic episode talking about music and and obviously just it'd be it's gonna be dope. But so that'll be the yeah. next one. So we'll let you guys know. Just like I said, follow me on Twitter. I will let you guys know when that episode will be up. As always, I'm the franchise. Oh yeah, my bad. I'm the Biko. Sorry, I was yelling. So as always, geek on and take care.